And uh, welcome to our episode zero. Zero. As in before one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while we were getting ready to interview Tommy, we kind of realized a lot of people don't necessarily know who we are. Well, more me than Mistress Prime, but thought it'd be a good chance for us to introduce ourselves. So here's our chance to introduce ourselves. I am Tyler Matthews. Really? Yes. That's good to know. Um, I'm Mistress Prime, and we're both hosts of the Ravens at the Crossroads podcast. So... You're actually fairly well known in the pagan community. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've uh, been featured in a few different articles, and I believe you were on a BuzzFeed video, even. Yep. I have been uh, on national TV. I've been on BuzzFeed, uh, international TV shows, and interviewed by... Uh, the Wild Hunt several times, and uh, also by the uh, the Corellians who mm-hmm. have their own radio show and a like a YouTube TV show. Yeah, I believe we're going to be interviewing one of the Corellians in an upcoming podcast. Hopefully, hopefully, yes. Yeah, I mean that's the plan. Yeah, um, and on the other side. <laughs> Uh, practically nobody knows me. Uh, I'm very new to the pagan world, uh, although I've kind of had connections through my entire life, and as I've done some family research, I've found that we've had more ties than I ever thought. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, um, I learned a lot about uh, Masonic ties to my family. Oh, neat. Okay. Uh, and then finding out that, like, my great-great-grandfather was a leader in the Masonic Temple out uh, where I grew up, and a lot of their rituals actually stem from a lot of pagan sources. So it was it was interesting to hear that history from my mom. Um, that was a very enlightening experience, and then to find out that it's very much a group that's active back east still. It's probably still active out here, but... I don't see the temples as much as I did when I went and visited back east, so. You mean of the Masonics? Yeah, Masonics. Oh, there's quite a few out in Orange County, Southern California area. I'm aware of several people who are active in them, um, but they might not have the visibility because there's so much out here that, you know, maybe they don't have the same visibility because we're always looking for... A different community mm-hmm. than the circles that they run in. That makes sense. So, a little bit more about us is, uh, as I mentioned, I'm very new to the path, and I hope to ask questions that other people who are new to the path uh, would want to have asked. So is that sort of implying that I'm really old? No, <laughs> I'm just saying you've been on the path a lot longer than I have. Uh, yeah, I started in 1982. Um, but, uh, I would say that I didn't really seriously start studying until a little bit later. Um, so I started really hanging out with a lot of people in the pagan community around, I think, 93. Mm. And, 
And then didn't come out of the broom closet until 96. Okay. And really started doing work with the pe- with the public community more actively in um, between 99 and 2002. And then 2002 was when I started with meetups, like meetup.com meetups. Mm-hmm. And for three years running, I had the world's largest pagan meetup. And... Then they changed the formats and the formulas, and things have been really crazy. But 17 years later, I'm still running the Orange County Pagan and Witches Meetup Groups. And uh, all we've kinds met of stuff. a lot of really cool people through the uh, meetup, too. I mean, my husband. Yeah, your husband. <laughs> uh, I met my teacher right, uh, through right. it. So that all kind of worked out. By the way, if anybody hears some weird noises in the background, we have three kittens in the background that are being very, very goofy. So, uh... Well, okay. To be fair. So the kittens are almost three months old, and their mama was killed when they were about three weeks old. So they're still, uh... They try to nurse on their little hammocks, which is adorable and heartbreaking all at the same time. So... And then they look at you like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, are there any questions you think people might have for me? Yeah. What? How did you get here? Well, like, what led you to this path? What led me to this path? Um, a lot of signs that initially I wasn't... I just saw them as uh, coincidences. Okay. And then, like, there's a point in time where you just get to the point it's like, there are too many of these going on that this is straight coincidence. Something is telling me I need to go down this path. Nudge, nudge, nudge. Hey, pay attention over here. Yeah, exactly. And so, what, it's been a year now uh, since I started going to the Pagan Meetup. Right. And uh, just happened to be, I got there early, uh, who is now my current teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have her permission to use her name, yeah, so say. I'm not going to use her name. Some people are still in the broom closet, yep. despite it being 2019. Oh, I, for most of my family, I'm still in the broom closet. Cause, I totally get it, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, but I got there early and met my teacher, and she kind of told me about how she teaches, and it was very interesting for me. And then I learned that one of my friends was actually a pagan. Uh, I had no idea. She'd never discussed that element of her life with me before. That's funny. So at the first meetup, she goes off and tell, says that she sees herself as a witch. I'm like, huh, <laughs> really? You've known her how long? Of 14 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> so talking about people who aren't out of the broom closet, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was a kind of a mental shift there and it also helped me not feel like I was going crazy because there have been times where I've experienced things I've uh, felt things I've seen things and I'm like am I nuts or did this really just happen and having other people who I know and respect having similar experiences has helped so much to solidify that I'm not completely cuckoo crazy so you're implying that you're at least a little bit 
I think we all have to be just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. Um, but it's it's nice to have that community and that sense of being able to share something with other people and feeling comfortable with sharing those experiences that you have. Uh, one of my big things is I'm very sensitive to energies around me. Um, and I think that stems from some of my issues as a child, um, dealing with just kind of a rough home life. And I think anybody who goes through those sorts of things kind of gets in tune to picking up on energies around them, uh, just as a safety mechanism in their own mind. Like, oh, something's not right here, and you go on defensive. Um, mine went into overdrive, and I started seeing things that nobody else could see, and it was kind of unnerving as a kid. I can understand that. Um, and then as I got older, I kind of forced myself to not see those things. A lot of people do that. And now I'm trying to regain control, so I'm not just doing it out of sheer being awake, but you can kind of pick up on those things uh, if you try and tune back into them. So it's an interesting... I feel weird explaining it even <laughs> still, but... It's it's one of those things like, hmm, I've been on this path longer than I thought I had been. Maybe. Okay. And of course, uh, these are all questions that Mr. Prime probably hasn't had answered before either, so she's sitting there processing uh, that bit of information. Uh, so, other questions that community might want to add. Okay, here's a good one for uh, some people. Where did your name come from? Oh, oh, this is this one is constantly misunderstood. <laughs> and I get it. I understand it to a point, but it also irritates the heck out of me. Um, so, I gosh, when was it? Back in the late 90s, we uh, were in the process of changing from our email addresses to uh, I think we moved over to a different email address carrier and my original email address was this particular something that both signified my area code but the way it was written was also a poison and uh, I didn't I just didn't want it anymore because I really kind of believe there's power in names and I decided you know let's go with something different and I changed to something else. So I came up with Mistress Prime to two different reasons. One, my father would always talk to my cats who would, you know, being cats, they would want attention and he would assume that uh, somehow they wanted something from him. They just wanted to be pet, dude. And <laughs> he would always tell them, go talk to your mistress, meaning mistress in the menagerie. So I used that, and then I picked up Prime from the Transformers. Optimus Prime. Which a lot of people, I mean, unless you're super nerdy and you know who I am, you might not necessarily pick up on that. So, uh, and then I just sort of pushed it together and then camel cased it so that the M is capitalized and the P is capitalized. And for some reason, people assume they're two names. It's one word, 
just camel cased. And uh, it is continually misunderstood by random creepy dudes on the internet. But whatever. I've just I've had it for so long at this point. It doesn't make sense to go off and change it so that other people can, I don't know, get a grip. So it, it you know, if you're really geeky and you figure it out, it makes me over the moon when people are like, wait a minute, like Optimus Prime? Yes, like Optimus Prime. Um, anyway, I am a child of the 80s, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, I figured that I'd give you a chance to get that out there for anybody who's like, oh, my mistress. Yeah, actually, I have one creepy stalker dude who does that on the regular, and uh, he managed to message my Facebook page again today, even though he's technically banned from uh, the page. I don't know how he was able to post anything. You can't see it on the page. It it came to me, but it's, I don't know, it's just really weird. It's yeah, that's like, weird. Facebook is really goofy. Yeah. Side note, uh, Facebook, while it's great to communicate with friends, don't put your dirty laundry out there. Oh, I, I publicly share your dirty laundry. When you email me stupid things, I publicly <laughs> shame you. Uh, meaning the creepers that like to send really disgusting emails, I very publicly shame them. I'm I was going to say, what did I do? Not you, not you. <laughs> not friends. And not people who are asking genuine questions about witchcraft or Wicca. And uh, if you find uh, either our Facebook page or even our Twitters, and um, and message us with genuine questions about the community, about any topics or people that we've interviewed, or any people or events or topics that you want us to talk about. We will absolutely respond uh, in kind. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have no problem with communicating with people. And I have a lot of people that message me looking for answers for almost anything. Recently, a young woman messaged me asking about uh, the history regarding was it crossed fingers it had some sort of uh you know sacredness to it and i didn't have an answer for her but i sent her in a direction that i think for research that would have been helpful for her so i absolutely don't mind helping whenever i can yeah and that's we may not have all the answers uh but we can at least point you in the right direction also my google foo is spot on so i could usually figure it out yeah so, one other thing I think that comes to mind for me that people might ask is, what's the significance about the ravens at the crossroad? Oh. Yeah, that, I don't know. Some people might kind of figure that out, especially if they know who I am. Yeah, that's very true. And that brings up another story that you can share in a minute if you're willing. Yeah, so um, when we were, actually, let's start instead with how we came up with the purpose and the point of this podcast. Oh, perfect. That's an excellent place to start. Um, so we attended Pantheacon earlier this year, which is always on President's Day weekend up in San Jose. It's like the largest uh, pagan conference of its kind, I think, in the U.S., but I don't know if it is... I'm pretty sure it's the U.S. I don't know about worldwide. Right. It's an indoor conference. It takes place in a hotel. It has up to 10 tracks of lectures, presentations, um, panels of uh, rituals, uh, 
almost anything you can think of on almost any pagan uh, tradition. For over like 12 hours. I mean, they start early and they end late. And then that's not even including the hospitality rooms. Right. It's up to 3,000 people show up for these things. And, you know, I really, I love it. I have a... I have a really good time when I attend, and I know a lot of the people up there, so it's sort of like a mini family reunion for me. And I took Tyler and actually his friend this year for their first time. And it was amazing. It we had was... a really great time. All of us had completely different experiences, but we all enjoyed ourselves on our different paths. And uh, my friends, Amber and Azriel Kay, who are the founders of Ardentane School out in New Mexico, had a booth in the vendor room and they were giving a presentation and didn't have anybody available to watch their booth. So Tyler and I went over and hung out and just manned their booth for, I don't know, like... An hour? Like an hour. And um, it was really neat. I actually enjoyed it very much. It was nice to see, just to like sit there and see people and interact with them where I don't normally get to because we're always running around. But while I was sitting there, I was thinking about all of the stories and the history of our community and how we keep losing so many people in our community that know what happened at different events, how things got started, who um, you know, who was integral in creating this organization or whatever. I think we had just lost somebody shortly before that or shortly after. There yeah. were a series of uh, losses that had occurred, and uh, that's what I think kind of sparked it for me. Yeah. And then I remembered um, a particular something that had been brought up by uh, some members that were going to do something for the Covenant of the Goddess, and it was a, um, a thing on oral history of the Covenant of the Goddess. And I don't know what happened with that. Um, I'm still a member, but I don't know whatever happened with that particular something. And then I asked Amber when she came back, because she's a lot more involved than I've been for a little while. And she says, you know, I really don't know. And I thought, you know, this is a shame that we're losing, uh, you know, our elders in the community. We're losing them and their stories and the history of, you know, how things were back then. You know, so I thought it would be great if we could have moments to talk to people about you know, hey, so you happen to be integral in the creation of this event or this organization or, you know, you were there at this particular point in time. You know, what was it like? Tell us from your perspective. Some of it's been documented, but not all of it. And we're constantly losing people every year. So I wanted to do something that would help preserve their stories in their own words. And that's where the podcast came up. So as I was talking about it, Tyler's like, well, I've done a podcast before. And I'm like, okay, cool. So let's do this together. And it would be great to have your perspective because you're new. And, you know, maybe you'll see things or ask things that I hadn't thought of. So that would be really helpful. So then when we were talking about doing the podcast, I had made mention about Odin's Ravens and how they go out amongst the land and bring back the stories to Odin to talk about what's been going on. And then I also talked about how in Star Wars, 
the two androids, C-3PO and R2-D2, are the, basically they're the ones through which the story of Star Wars is narrated, so to speak. They're the ones that are consistent throughout the entire, like, nine books or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're going to be in all the movies, so uh, C-3PO gets picked up with Anakin, R2-D2 is with, from the very beginning. So R- it's really st- started from R2-D2's perspective and then goes on from there. So... Anyway, so it was kind of those two thoughts, yes, um, terribly geeky, nerdy, but it was really the thought of, of that perspective where Tyler and I would like to be the witnesses to these stories and then to bring them back to all of you. So where did the crossroads come in? Well, there's a lot of history of crossroads within the pagan community and a lot of work, mm-hmm. but everybody goes to the crossroads at some point. We all go to a crossroad at some point in our life, and we all experience being at the crossroads on our path and in our life. And so it comes from a variety of things, not one particular uh, perspective. And I thought, you know, if there's two ravens chilling out at the crossroads, watching and documenting as things converge and occur, that would be kind of an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that came from. So instead of a fly on the wall, it's ravens at a crossroad. What? Instead of a fly on the wall, it's yeah. ravens at a crossroad. Ravens are much cuter than flies. I agree. I, I <laughs> totally agree. They also live longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and since we've started talking and working on this, I've seen more ravens just chilling. Well, look, you are kind of hanging out with you know. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and it, it helps that I'm close to the woods, too, so. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it, it helps. But it, it definitely was a significant uptick. Nice. Uh, okay. When we started talking about it. So, it was, uh, I see you there. All right, all right. Uh, and, uh. What is your obsession with ravens? Well, not necessarily obsession, but what's your draw to ravens? Um, so, what was this? Back in 2000, I had uh, connected with Odin at witch camp mm-hmm. up in Mendocino. And I didn't think too much of it at the time. Um, it was a, it's a week long camp out in the Redwood Forest and the class or path that we took had to do with, um, not quite possession. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it had something to do with working with deity where they, aspecting, it had to do Mm -hmm. with aspecting. I was trying to remember the word and, um, I didn't really think too much of it at the time. It was a life-changing experience to go up to witch camp and I, I literally felt like I came home a completely different person um, and then I didn't really think much about it and then a couple years later I was at a ritual and uh, we were doing a de- self-dedication to whatever a particular deity or a particular path and by the time it came to me even though I 
had no intention of doing it, <laughs> when I went in there, I dedicated myself to Odin. And when I took a moment to really sit back and look, I realized that Odin had actually been very prominent in my life in ways that I didn't recognize at the time. You know, when you step back and you see the broader picture, I kind of look back and I'm like, whoa, this is really, this is really, like he's been there the whole time. I'm, I mean, so much so that my high school mascot is Odin. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> we were the Vikings and our mascot was Odin. And um, anyway, so the ravens to me are the, of, of all the, the animals that he connects with, of all the different creatures that he connects with, the ravens are the two that I've always just sort of connected with. And I noticed that, yeah, they are incorporated in almost every mm -hmm. business venture I've had, except for the current one. But, um, yeah, when I looked back, I was like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I didn't really mean for that, but they've always kind of had some sort of play within each of my businesses. Okay. Well, I didn't even know about that last bit where they've been in, uh, involved with a bunch of your businesses, too. Yeah, if so. you look at, let's see... Um, House of Corvus, mm. which was the social media marketing company, and mm -hmm. uh, the Raven and the Wolf okay. was my clothing company. Okay. Yeah. So, but now not the not the cybersecurity one. Right. Well, you might end up finding something tied to it down the line. All right. It's tied to Optimus now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I've done rapid fire for you. Any others? Any other questions? For you? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So you're really new on this path. And how is this affecting the rest of your life? Because this is a shift. It is. Um, because your life was pretty, pretty buttoned up, you know, before this. So this must be shaking some things up. It is and it isn't it actually helped put things into place in some senses cool um being able to consciously like force myself well say force myself but it i enjoy meditating i enjoy working with uh different entities or energies uh and i get a sense of completion when i do that nice um it's calming effect, which, as you knew beforehand, there were times where I was just so overstressed at times. I just, it was bad. Right. Um, and meditations helped with that, and working with different deities and different things like that has definitely been an encouraging factor. It's also helped me kind of piece together pieces in my past and realize that I've had somebody watching over me my entire life even though I may not have realized it okay I think I've ex uh, discussed with you about Valkyrie and how she's been uh, I got lost in the woods when I was a kid right right and literally got get led out of the woods in the middle of winter like pitch black have no idea where I'm at led out of the woods by Valkyrie and having reconnected with her has been a, an astounding experience for me. It's good to be more... 
connected to, you know, whether it's your spirit guide or, uh, you know, an other type of guide, mm-hmm. who, you know, who or whatever they are, if they're helping you survive, if they're helping you be the best you you can be, mm-hmm. you know, it's always good to connect with that. It is a little interesting uh, when dealing with some of my mundane friends. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, because I'm not shy around my friends. It, it, the family element, you know, I shield them more for their own sanity and safety, uh, like, so that they don't go off the deep end. My friends, I don't shield. If they ask me a question, I give them straightforward answers. Uh, a few of them have actually even asked me, because I'm big on tarot as well. Right. Um, a few of them have asked me to do readings for them. And, nice. Okay. And I've done that, and they've gained perspective from some of the readings that I've done for them. Uh, the In the circles that we travel that are not pagan. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much in the broom closet there, aren't you? Yes, because nobody asked me a direct... I've, I've come to the conclusion that if somebody asks me a direct question, I will give them a direct answer. Okay. But nobody's asked me a direct question. Yeah, so. I don't think they know to ask you. And, and that's perfectly fine. That was how I treated... After I came to terms with being gay myself, because that was a whole other sure. chapter in being in the closet... Um, once I got to the point where, is, after I moved out here, I was like, okay, if anybody asks directly, I'm going to give them a direct answer. If they feel that they are comfortable enough with me to go off and ask me directly, I'm going to give them a direct answer. That's a pretty fair point. Okay. So, and that's that's worked out for me. Yeah. So, my husband, uh, who is not pagan, uh, has asked me a few questions and... He always manages to do it at just the right time to catch me off. Okay. So we had date night a few months ago. And, you know, everything's good. We had a good dinner. It was a night at a CPK that they did fundraising for one of our favorite uh, local charities okay. uh, for dog rescue. Nice. And... He just, out in the parking lot, as loud as can be, is like, so uh, when you do witchcraft, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm falling out of my chair and I'm walking to the car. Yikes. And, and you've got all these people around you and it's just, it's not something you're ready to answer. So does he know that it's similar to being outed? He does now. Okay, alright. But it was just like, when he did that, I was just like, What? Because he, he couldn't even bring himself to say the witch word for a while. Because he was raised very uh, Christian. Okay. And for that matter, so was I. But all of a sudden when I started following down this path, he's like... He started kind of regressing on like... He didn't know how to handle it. Oh. And now he's gotten comfortable with it. But okay. Alright. Initially, he was just like... I don't know what's going on, which is hilarious to me, because when we first started dating, he's like, yeah, I, I can work with Reiki. Well, <laughs> yeah, so, so he, okay, all right, all right, so he can do energy work. He can do energy work, and I felt he has it. a problem, is it the title, witch and witchcraft? It was, 
uh, when I kind of explained it to him and kind of explained my viewpoint on the whole uh, layout of how things worked, and I, I kind of steal this from uh, Temple of Witchcraft, uh, the concept of the diamond or the gem, okay. and multifaceted, All right. and different deities being different facets. Oh, see, I, I used to teach my students similar, but we'd use a disco ball. Yeah. And how the mirrors are, are reflecting in different directions. Exactly. And they reflect many of the one. It, exactly. And that's, I, I had to go off and explain that to him in a way that he would understand. And it started falling into place for him. Okay. And he's slowly started to ask me more questions when we're alone. Uh, because he is interested and wants to. Yeah, that's that lovely game. Is that gunfire or fireworks? <laughs> uh, probably fireworks. Yeah. Uh, but I've uh, talked to him about you know learning more about Reiki and things like that. Sounds like somebody's got a little race car. Yeah, it's a motorcycle. <laughs> Take the uh, and we're not even on the street. No, we're pretty far back from the street, but it's yeah, interesting sounds over here. Yeah, it's also nine o'clock, so you get the interesting people coming out too. Yeah, but you know, it's going down this path. It's a learning experience, not just for me, but everybody around me too. Uh, that I'm open in discussing with. I have the benefit of having friends. Like Mistress Prime and my other friend who are on this path and have been on a path of some sort for a while. So I'm not dredging it alone. I know that at one point my mother, and this is another funny fact. All right. uh, My mother uh, had studied some witchcraft, but it's... (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Uh, this was when I was like 14, 15, 16 age range. Okay. Um, but it wasn't the Wiccan Reed or anything like this. We're, we're talking uh, How to Summon a Demon for Dummies type. That's not the name of the book, but it was like <laughs> that, that level of like... Okay. Oh, Oh, you want to be a witch type things. Oh. It, it, legitimately, I, I could see a certain uh, warlock that we both uh, okay. are aware of All right. going off and peddling some of these wares. Gotcha. Oh, okay, so so anyway, so she, but she didn't do that for very long. Uh, she did it for a few years on and off, um, and then she got really scared. I think she open something she didn't know how to close. Oh, yeah. Never summon something you can't deal with. Um, and quite frankly, we moved from that house and I don't think she ever got, like, it ever got rid of. Oh, boy. Because I lived there and I constantly was in fear at times because I felt something there. Okay. And, and, you know, the whole, oh, you're afraid of the dark? No, I'm afraid of whatever freaking <laughs> oppressive thing is in my basement. Thank you very much. <laughs> in the basement <laughs> well in, in, in the basement there was a mess um somebody it was an old house it was a rental property somebody had taped uh newspaper articles underneath and not like to insulate but like 
circle red around stuff. And, like, these are old newspaper articles from, like, the 70s and 80s. And they're taped on the floorboards of the house. So there was weird stuff like that. Just the whole area was very, very odd. Wow. But uh, after she did one of those uh, rituals, what... She she did a ritual. She burned candles. Like, she sent us all to bed. But, of course, you know, me being the rebellious teenager. <laughs> <laughs> like, got up and watched. Nice. Well, I got up and peeked. Okay. And then got yelled at. <laughs> Busted! But, uh, no, it got really bad uh, to the effect where some, like, toys. Uh, my sister had one of those, like, uh, medical dolls where you'd go off and check for a heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. Okay. We pulled the batteries from that thing. It's just got to be too much. No, 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 no. We pulled the batteries from that thing and it still was going. It would randomly go off with the batteries out of the thing. And so all you hear is murder, murder. Like really creepy. Was it supposed to be like a heartbeat? It was supposed to be a heartbeat. Okay. But it just would because there's no batteries in it. It's literally going off with nothing in it. Well, okay. And it's batteries have been out for months at that point. And so a few of my friends and I, we were playing downstairs, and all of a sudden that thing starts going off, and we're like, "Where the hell is it?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's not fun. No, it's super creepy, <laughs> like. You, so, so was she learning from a book, or did she have a teacher? Was she? She was learning from these books that she. I don't know where she got them, but they were not good books. Okay, all right. Like, I always say this about uh, where I grew up. It was by Belt Revisited. So, and if it wasn't Christian, uh, have fun trying to learn anything. Gotcha. Okay. Um, where I grew up, there was literally a church on every street corner. And in the middle of the city, there were uh, churches on all four corners. All different churches. All different churches. Okay. So it was... Uh, Christian heavy. Very Christian heavy. And so when you tried to learn anything about anything outside of there, you had two sources. Uh, the shady book salesman or the internet. What do you mean by shady book sales? Shady book sales. <laughs> like, like I'm totally picturing some dude walking around in this heavy weighted down trench coat. Like what about a book? He like opens up right. and there's these books on like little bags that are hooked into the inside of his jacket. What do you mean by shady book salesman? Like the bookstores that you look at and it's like, this looks like it might be a front for drugs. Oh, gotcha. So like a money laundering facility or yeah yeah and so the books in there are always of a questionable content anyway okay you know like uh gone with the wind but where half the stories cut out because they didn't want to pay full price for the book uh, okay <laughs> yeah like th there were some so was the book half off i have no idea <laughs> i i I only found these books after the fact. Oh, so weird. Did you have you ever talked to your mom since about that? 
my mom and I have this thing where we just kind of don't talk about stuff. Oh, man. Um, okay. As someone who has now lost two moms, because, you know, lost my the mom that raised me in 91, mm-hmm. and then I just lost my birth mom on Tuesday, don't uh, just talk. Just no, talk. And we talk about other stuff, but it is, we kind of take a point to not go off and bring up uh, embarrassing or things like that. And yeah, I know it's... she's, she is now, uh, converted to Catholicism. Okay. And so it's not something I know she's very proud of in her past. Yeah. No, I get it. And parents are kind of funny. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it's not something that we brought up. It's, I, I kid you not, every time I drive past that house though now it gets more and more run down probably needs to be exercised probably um but it's just not good not good in any shape but that is uh the roundabout about my past in history (laughs) and how that's affected my life oh well, I think so. Coming up in the in the next few weeks, things that we're going to be doing, we have a we have a, a selection of authors and uh, individuals in the community that are fairly well known, and we also have a road trip coming up in about a week, a week and some change, a week and a day. Yeah, because aren't we leaving on Tuesday night? We are leaving at midnight Wednesday morning, so Tuesday night, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be on the road, and we're going to be uh, interviewing more people, and uh, I'm looking forward to what we're going to be able to bring to... That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, And it's the... It's COGS uh, thing going on there, too, so it's not just uh, Marry Me, but... It's also... Grand Council. Grand Council, that's what it was. Grand Council is the national board meeting where um, everybody comes together and we they make policy changes, bylaw changes, uh, all kinds of stuff. It's, a, it's an intense couple of days and uh, I, I won't be in Grand Council. I'll be there, but I actually won't be in Grand Council for a change because um, I really want to go and explore... Uh, I know we get to go and enjoy uh, Ardentane mm-hmm. um, School and the facility in which uh, Ardentane is, and uh, you know we're going to be in New Mexico. So right, I think we're doing a drum ritual on Thursday night. Is it? It, it for the full moon? Wait, were we supposed to bring drums? I don't know. Okay. I do not have a drum yet, so. Oh, well. I, at least I, I salvaged at least one of them before the uh, movers took all of our stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but anyway, so we're going to be on the road for that, and uh, we're going to collect more stories and interviews. And, um, and we can report back on how it was, too. Probably right. won't be a long uh, episode, but we can talk a little bit about how the entire trip was and... Well, and I know that we will be stopping in Phoenix on the way home, and I'm mm-hmm. going to coordinate with people in Phoenix on our way home. Okay, that works. So, 
we'll see how that goes. I don't know if we're going to do any recordings or not, but... Um, we'll have the equipment. Yeah. Well, there is a whole pagan community out in Phoenix mm-hmm. that I'm interested in uh, at least connecting with. Um, so, we'll see. Awesome. Well, if uh, any of you guys have other questions that you'd like to have uh, answered by myself or Mistress Prime, uh, feel free to shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter, and uh, we'll definitely try to... Don't we have an email? Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't remember off the top of my... Oh, info at ravensatthecrossroad.com. Uh, if you shoot an email there, uh, that will get to both of us, and we'll be able to... Uh, go through and uh, field those questions for you. And uh, just so you know, don't bother spamming. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? But I like spam. It's so tasty. It, spam Mississippis are good, but <laughs> uh, the junk mail kind, we've got a pretty yeah, good... Yeah, not uh, so much fun. Was, we've already got that taken care of. Yeah. So, Excellent. All right. Well, thank you everyone for giving a listen, and uh, we hope to interact with you online and go like our page